What's what? going on? <laughs> Dude, what was that? I feel like I feel like your audio keeps cutting in and out, but praise the Lord, it's just the internet. What are you talking about? We're in the same room together. <laughs> oh, yeah, we dude. Are, We're in we the are... Galaxy Studio, dude. No, not the Galaxy Studio, silly. We're in the s- Black Hole Studio. Oh, man. Dude, we got to look into that at some point. Yeah, we gotta we gotta figure out what our studio's name. But it's great to see. Well, you. I was thinking it could change, you know, because we're flying through space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we could do uh, the dark matter studio. That's actually pretty cool, dude. For real, this time. Okay, we're in the dark matter studio, guys. Welcome, uh, welcome. Okay, dude. Have you thought about why the the coolest people you know are like they tend to be pretty weird? Okay, so let's go through it. <laughs> Dude, okay. Elijah is pretty cool, right? Yep. Is he weird? Uh, I don't know, actually. I guess he's not I, I think weird. He's, I think he's pretty cool. <laughs> I don't think he's very weird. Dante, he's pretty cool. He's also pretty weird. But he's also pretty weird. <laughs> 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 okay, so I don't think that every every like cool person doesn't have to be weird, and every weird person is definitely not cool, right? But I feel like it's a common trend, don't you think? <laughs> it's it's there's yeah, I think the more and this is no oh man now here here's the problem that we just set for ourselves now if we ever talk about not being weird or being not or sorry if we ever talk about not being weird being a bad thing. Elijah is now going to get offended. And every time we talk about being weird as a bad thing, Dante's <laughs> going to get offended. <laughs> We've already just set ourselves up for failure here. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what really stinks about this, and it is really good, is they actually listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we just called our good friends out live. Well, and now they're going to feel like that we're going to be talking about them this whole time, which okay. is not accurate. Okay, dude, bro. Let's, 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 should we restart? No, dude. No, we're not restarted, dude. We are we're just taking blasting off, bro. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, right. dude. Well, you know what we're talking so about tonight? We should actually, we though? should Okay, dude, go ahead. We are talking about relationships, dude. Okay. And, yep. And it's not I'm pretty just, bad at those. No, you're not. Okay. So when we hear relationship, at least in the US, we think dating relationship, right? Right. Dude, I'm talking That's about... That's the first thing I thought of dude, when you said relationship. Dude, I know, bro. Me too. But I've been thinking about it, dude. I wasn't thinking about, like, a boat. What? <laughs> relationship. Oh, my. Okay. <laughs> we're just gonna... We're gonna get... We're just gonna sail with that one. <laughs> All bro, right, continue. Relationships, dude, are the craziest things I have ever experienced in my life. Why? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but that's because they're so complex. Okay, so... They, dude, and that's what we can literally. I don't even know where this is going. To be honest, all I know is that people want to know and be known. Yeah. Okay, so that's like a fact. That's like core of relationships. Why? Why is that? Uh, dude, <laughs> I don't think it no. Great, but dude, it's literally everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, even the most analytical, like engineer type, yep. processing. Well, okay, 
If you don't want relationships, no, are you, you a psychopath? Dude, dude, I don't know nothing about no most, psychopaths. Most, most typical people want relationships. I, right? I would, okay, pause, pause. I don't know the answer to this, okay? In my but, experience, most typical people want to be in relationships. Okay, but people. what about the ones that don't? Would you say that they still want to know I don't know and be if, known? Yeah. So maybe people don't like relationships, but they definitely like to know and be known, which is pretty much our relationship. Which, okay. I think I know where you're going with this. I'm not going anywhere with this, dude, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, you is do? that the reason that why? Right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But I do know that okay, 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 okay. So let's let's first break this down. Everybody wants to be in relationships. I feel like it's because relationships are beneficial. Okay. You are gaining some sort of mental bonus. Mental bonus. When, <laughs> yeah, I agree. When you're in healthy relationships with people who are external of your body. But okay. you're gaining like information, I guess, or another opinion. I mean, you're able to sort of be more efficient when you're in healthy relationships. I, mean, I, mean, I also, yeah. Go ahead. I was just thinking. Think of the. There's some people in both our lives, and we're not going to name names for sure, and, and maybe not even recent people. But you're like, man, this person just grinds my gears, and they seem like they hate me, but I. But, bro, we talk to them, right? Yes. And you get into their little niche. And yeah. And they just go and go and go. And yeah. And they just spill all the beans and then tell you, I didn't spill the beans. I'm like, bro, you spilled the whole bean, bro. They the whole be chili soup. Dude, yeah. they want to yeah. be known. Dude, I was listening to this podcast once. Um, this guy was interviewing this other dude who uh, was a hitchhiker. And he had this really crazy interview. He essentially said that, he, well, the guy wanted to go all around the United States. He's like, if I just put my thumb up, I can go wherever I want for free, essentially, as yeah. long as I hitch a ride with some trucker or, or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it is actually pretty interesting, by the way, that, that kind of community of not necessarily hobos, okay. but people who just want to visit the entire world, at least the entire nation. And... Anyways, it was a very interesting interview. But at one point he was talking about, dude, he would meet the most random people in these trucks. And, they, uh -huh. you know, they would drive for six, seven, eight hours. And towards the end of the trip, he, he realized and he noticed, and this is what he had experienced, that towards the end of the trip, the, these random strangers, the last hour, 45 minutes, they would come to this realization that they would never see this person again. There's okay. absolutely no reason why they would ever cross paths ever again, right? I'm yep. a trucker, I'm going through Montana, I pick up a hitchhiker from East Montana, go to West Montana, yep. and you're never gonna see him again. There's just absolutely no reason why you would ever see this person ever again, but you just spent six hours with this person. And he goes, every single time, they just start spilling the beans. Yep. And he's like, the things that they confessed were horrible. You know, murder, rape, uh, like just horrible, stupid, evil things. Wow. But they would like straight up tell them everything. 
in the last hour. And he was like, it's a it's a crazy, beautiful thing, but it's also weird because, you know, they're they're confessing all these really crazy, crappy situations and these things. I mean, imagine imagine some guy at the last year six hours was like, Yeah, I was thinking about doing some naughty things to you when I first picked you up, but now you were nowhere good. Like confessing that. Mm-hmm. It's like holy smolies. Yeah. Yeah. So even so it's it's evident that even the most gruesome murderer evil people sometimes everyone wants everyone wants a relationship where they can confess and talk to each Man. other and have relationships in that way. Even just for six hours. And in these conclusions to these relationships when they recognize that this is never going to happen again and they've only got one hour left, they try to squeeze as much as they possibly can out of that relationship before it's over forever, which includes random bean spilling. But what, is, what do you think drives people to do that, though? I have no idea, dude. I, it, it is, but I do man. it. I mean, I, dude, I, yeah, I, I want relationships. I mean, we're going to probably talk about that at some point. About how... <laughs> stupid addicted i am to friendships yeah it's ridiculous man it's just it blows my mind there's there's been times so growing up this was more evident in my life than it is now but it it happens every once in a while i just don't think there's a lot of opportunities as an adult Mm. but remember when you're at like camp dude yeah. And you're like playing dodgeball and basketball until like Bro, freaking take me freaking back. Dude. 16 a.m., dude. <laughs> Let's go, man. Like, and you're just dead and all that. Bro, I don't know what got into me, but like these nights, dude, at about three in the morning, I just spilled all the beans. And I was like honest to people for like the only part of my existence at that time. Yeah. Was 3 a.m. Yeah. At a stinking camp, bro, in mm. the middle of nowhere, Iowa. Mm. And it, it was crazy, dude. It was crazy. Man. Dude, relationships just stinking. They weird me out, bro. They weird me out. They're awesome. They're super awesome. Yeah, if you think about it. the most pain, bro. If you think about it logically, <laughs> if you think about it logically, it is pretty weird, right? Okay. Like, uh, I guess what I'm saying is you, you should, there are certain factoids of life that if you want to do self-preservation, you don't talk about, right? You don't, you don't share this particular sad story or this particular hurt or struggle or, or sin or whatever in your life because you're trying to be, you're trying to self-preserve. But yeah. it actually seems like the exact opposite ends up being true. You, you, you know, don't, you don't get preserved, and you don't get yeah. No, you don't. You unless must, you're able to have an outlet. We've been learning about this at church. Okay, it was like two weeks ago specifically. Mm. This guy goes as a believer in Christ. The supernatural and the natural collide. Okay, and I would take it a step further. Is that the supernatural? And the natural collide also with people who do not know Christ, but in different ways. Mm. And I kind of, you're, you're, you say from a logical sense, and I would agree a logical sense in the natural. This makes no sense <laughs> to spill these beans. But from a supernatural point, I mean, dude, the times when I've confessed the stuff that I've been up to, especially when it came to sin, 
and brought that to the light even at three in the morning. Yeah. Bro, what a relief, dude. Well, and it is crazy that you're, I mean, you you remember it, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Stamped in your brain forever. Yeah. I almost wonder evolutionary wise we know that it's better to be in groups than to be separate we were talking we were talking about we were talking about uh over lunch today we were like what will we do if north korea for example invades where do we go who do we who do we who do we meet up with you go to iowa because they're gonna run out of people and one of my buddies was he said spread too thin (laughs) one of my buddies said he goes you know, I've actually been thinking about this a lot lately. <laughs> it's just that's the first <laughs> thing that I was. <laughs> oh my! Are you kidding me? And then after that, he says. Uh, after that, he says. I feel like we need to go to wherever the people are located. Mm-hmm. We need to not be on our own and try to do this all by ourselves. But we need to get to wherever the small communities are and be a part of whatever small community. So even innately, we understand to some degree that we need community even in the most dire of circumstances. On, on top of that, I mean, I know people who are super resentful towards people, people yep. who are super, just want to see the world burn, want, want nothing mm-hmm. more than just to be done with their uh, all of their relationships and move on. Um, but then deep, deep, deep inside, every now and then, they still show how important it is for them to be a part of a, an actual relationship. And yeah, it is, it's a very weird thing. It's very interesting, but it, it is required. There's no doubt about that. People, people, most, most non-psychopathic people need relationships. So, I mean, we've driven that point home. That's, that's a given. Now, what exactly do they do, and how do they help? Um, I, I think that's sort of a given as well. You know what it's like when it's when you're lonely, and you know mm-hmm. what it's like when when you know what it's like when you're not lonely. Yeah. And I, I guess for me, coming from a my perspective, you know this already. I'm just going to say it again because I know we have people listening. But <clears throat> you know, my perspective, mobile is so much different than probably the, the world's perspective. I yep. am extroverted beyond belief. Mm-hmm. I took that test when we were when we were in college together. Yep. And it what came back. What was your back. percentile? What were you in? Like Well, so the way that the test worked was that you were either you know, a positive 6 or a mm-hmm. negative 6 on the five characteristic traits. And these yep. and, and and you had this range. So you could be in between negative 6 or positive 6. Yep. And um I guess uh, you would essentially be rated on this scale. And so okay. I took the test. And if you were above a positive six, then you're in the top 5% of that personality trait. If you're below a negative six, then you're you know, in the bottom 5% of whatever trait that is. Yeah. And so when they tested me for extroversion versus introversion, they put me on the scale with introversion being negative six you know, five five percent of introverts are you know negative six or below, mm-hmm. and then extroversion is positive six or below. And I took the test and I came back with a 24, 26, something like that for yeah. extroversion. Yeah. So not not top five percent, but we're talking top one percent of one percent of extroverts. Mm-hmm. My professor pulled me aside and you know she goes, 
Most people want to be extroverted in business because it's going to bring about a lot of success, which is an interesting point on relationships, by the way. Yeah. If you know how to make good relationships, it ends up being more profitable for you in the future, especially in business, which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But then she goes, but you're so extroverted. You're actually going to get in your own way and you're going to put other people first before your own, you know, financial growth. And that is also very accurate. So... (laughs) That's sick, though, bro. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a trait to have, I guess. I'll take a full advantage of that. The problem is, is that well, the problem is, is that uh, I thought, and this was so good to know. I thought uh, most extroverts were just liars because if you ever asked them, could you handle time being at home alone, they could say, "Yeah, I can do it," dude. which that's just not the case for me. I hate being alone. I dude, hate it. Do, I man. hate it. I hate it. Now, I've learned to manage it really well in the last 2 or 3 years. Mm-hmm. But I'd agree. I I I don't I don't do well alone at all. Man, you know, dude. most people get time alone so that they can handle the, you know, they can handle other people. I get time with other people so I can handle being alone. It's it's totally opposite from what a lot of people think about. And I also want to point out that I do not believe that there's enough representation of overly extroverted people. They are considered obnoxious and annoying and stupid and no one really wants to be around them. They get bullied a lot because they're so dependent on people mm. and then they create relationships that are pretty toxic. Um, specifically like d- relationships that like bullying relationships or codependent relationships where the person on top is being really mean and ugly to the one on bottom mm-hmm. and sort of forcing them to do whatever they want them to do. We are always super, you know, sensitive to the to the introverts. Like, oh, okay, yeah, get your time alone and make sure you drink your coffee and 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 and, and they it's also this is this is my angst against <laughs> introverts coming out a little bit right here. Yeah. Because they're also like Oh, it's just so much, so difficult to spend time with people. I just can't do it right now. I just need to get some time alone, blah, 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 blah. And then we're always like, oh, yeah, go get your time alone. I remember this one time in, in particular, and I'm talking forever, so you can just interrupt me whenever. Dude, for I remember this, man. I remember this one time I, I met up with, and I hope, I mean, I, I, I'm probably making a lot of people mad actually right now. There was this one guy that I knew who, uh, uh, I, I knew through uh, like an event that I did and I went to go meet him after a couple of years. I knew he was a really, really big introvert and we met up with him and a couple other guys and we decided to go grab some drinks and go to the beach and just kind of hang out. Yep. And about halfway into the hanging out session, my man just gets up and walks away Okay. and just starts like strolling on the beach. And it was already a pretty hectic sort of situation dude, to get everybody together genius bro no he's not dude for me it's <laughs> annoying because i'm like i traveled eight hours to see everybody where are you going <laughs> bro and, you know honestly it's people like you dude that literally drag me out of my my hermit home dude bring me to the beach eight hours away yeah yeah and dude praise the lord dude i can go on a walk in a cool location dude no it's so annoying and it's disrespectful because it's like we we pulled (laughs) we pulled we pulled everything together for us to hang out we're finally here i drove eight hours blah 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 
and now you're just gonna go on a walk alone by the on the beach like what's what's going on here you know man dude for me it's it's so opposite i don't most people are like oh yes let's go help the introverts and they need their time alone so just give him some time to breathe and then he'll be okay and i'm like okay fine whatever i'll just sit here then i don't, I don't you know understand. It's, it's funny you should say that and i know you're biased and i know i'm biased right yeah, but we're all we're also pretty logical, and I I would tend to agree um, that introverts get catered to more than extroverts for sure, because extroverts, like you said, are labeled an annoying. Yes, and and I I want I want to sort of just finish that point really quickly. I believe that true extroverts become mimic intro- introverts when they become depressed. It's a it's a way of self harm, legitimately. Hmm. Yeah. They they're not cutting themselves, they're not hurting themselves, they're not but but they are mentally. Yeah. Because extroverts need people and and when you decide as an extrovert that you're going to spend time by yourself, you are you are you are self-harming yourself legitimately. And and we and as in, lots of introverts think finally he's getting rest. Finally he's and honestly I'm speaking from experience. You know, people people are like, Oh, he's finally getting rest or oh he's finally, you know, just taking some time to breathe. And it, it is a living nightmare to know for the entire week you have no plans and you're not gonna see anybody when you're an uh-huh. extrovert on, on any level. <laughs> so 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 relationships are All super right. important. I, dude, I and there's not enough a, representation. Dude, go I ahead. gotta stick a story for this. This actually okay, go. this is actually uh, a story that T Graham's in. So, two years ago, now this is before I got married. Okay. okay. I had nothing going on over Christmas break. And T. Graham and I found a way to get 11 days off in a row at the same time during oh, yeah, the holiday baby. break. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> I drove over to Iowa and. Back to Iowa. Out. Yeah, back to Iowa. Don't forget from. where you're from, man. <laughs> We made it out the projects to making projects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So (laughs) we hung out literally 11 days in a row. Okay. Now, surprisingly, we actually, I wouldn't say that we got annoyed with each other. I I don't think we really had any argument. I mean, there was some maybe frustration just in general, like just random things. Well, I was going through some crap. Well, okay. So that's true too. Yes. Okay. Well, but let's let's uh what what is that called when you i don't know we were just for that put a little trim on the plane or whatever Uh uh-huh so we hung out for 11 days straight this man i finally figured it out dude you you take seven full days of going nonstop, (laughs) staying up until two to four in the morning getting up at 10 a.m before you stop. Bro, and, and I could have gone longer, but I have responsibilities. No, no, <laughs> no, dude. Bro, I'm calling you out live. This man keeled over and died. He literally was knocked the bleepity blop out for probably 16 hours. The very next day, he bounces up and stinking puts that car into full gear. <laughs> I could not believe, there was two things that blew my mind. One is that you had a limit, which I guess we all know. Yeah. That seven days is, is, an, is mind-bogglingly long. Two, Dude. the fact that you can sleep for 16 hours, <laughs> wake up 
and do seven days in a row again? That's insane. My, my body needed rest, man. Bro. But not my mind. No, your mind needed... Bro, I was there, dude. Your mind needed some rest. But, dude, yeah, man. I was thinking... Bro, I left early from this 11-day ex ex extravaganza. I laid in my bed for two and a half straight days doing nothing but watching YouTube. Was it healthy for me? Probably not. Probably not. But that's kind of scary, but too. To I mean, oh, dude, the introverts, we've got the... The corner market on stinking doing nothing. It's so weird. Enjoying man. what we do, being nothing, and then feeling tremendously guilty for doing nothing. <laughs> oh, that's and okay. Doing I it feel again. that I definitely feel guilty when I do nothing. That's that's absolutely one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, I, I and that's why I don't do nothing, even when there's nothing to do. But I will say this also, I have to have purpose behind what I'm doing. I remember okay. when I first moved to this house, I yep. remember when I, when I very first moved to this house, I had to fold my laundry for the first time by myself in a house that was empty. <clears throat> and- You got little tears? Dude, I bawled. Dude, bro, I cried the first time, and I was not a crier. I didn't cry for years, dude. I cried when I was at, when I first moved out of my parents' house and I was going to work, it was like 6 a.m. Uh, and my little sister, Tia, didn't pop her head up to see what I was doing. I ate breakfast by myself ooh. at six in the morning. Dude, I think terrible. I think introversion is almost a defense. Okay, and this is legitimately coming from, again, I know where. Bro, don't even I, defend I, yourself, just full send, man. I dude, this believe, is the Spaceland podcast. Who's gonna hear us? We're literally believe, in outer space, dude. Yeah, we're literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, shut up, everybody. Listen to this. <laughs> we gotta keep it quiet. About? The planets, I, we can't, the planets might hear us, so we gotta be quiet. Bro, talking Pluto to you, bro. ain't a planet, dude. All right, all right, we're good then. Okay, so, <clears throat> dude. I think introversion, I think lots of people are, a lot more people are extroverts than they realize, but they just use this label as of introversion as a defense mechanism hmm. to not to not deal with the relationships that they do require, that most people, we are all built for relationships, every one of I us. I totally agree, yes. You're, you're, you're manufactured for it. I mean, we have, okay, so a, a really good example of this and, and a really, a really, really good evidence would be babies and how we were very evil to some babies way back when probably like the 1940s and 30s and 50s and 60s like the 1900s you mean minus kind of, the whole abortion thing well that's still going on but the it was really sad because they wanted to figure out whether or not physical touch would um interfere like in, was that in the u.s or was that yeah, I was in the U.S. They took some. They took some little baby orphans. Yep, I, I got dropped this. off. Well, I don't remember it, but I, I remember they made. About it. They made a control group. They gave half the babies all they needed to survive: sunlight, milk, you know, clothing. They kept them warm. Blah blah blah. And then the other control group, they gave them all of that with the addition of physical touch, and they okay. just wanted to see what would happen. How would the babies turn out? It's evil, 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 evil human yeah. experiments. This yeah. is terrible. Okay. With that being said, the babies who did not get touched died. Yeah. They had everything they needed, and every single one of them died until they stopped the experiment. 
and they started touching these poor babies. Wow. So if 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 we have any sort of evidence, this is further uh, discovered and found out that babies, when they're first born, excrete an oil on their skin that's an addictive substance to humans. So when you kiss a baby, you're literally getting drugged to keep kissing dude, the baby. <laughs> babies think it smells so good, bro. Yeah. Like newborns. Yeah. Let them, dude, they do stinking nothing. Right, and they're nasty too, right? They're pooping and puking like every hour. Well, but, not too much because they're so teeny tiny. Like for the first week, they don't do a whole lot of anything. Right, right, right. But you know what I'm saying. I mean, even think just about... Just enough to get you addicted, you know, get you hooked yeah, before they start just really get you gross. <laughs> yes, they're gross. But they're addicting because they need physical touch. Wow. So, I mean, even on the physical side of relationships, hugging, touching. Yep. And that's the other crazy thing about it too, man. I feel like this world is totally perverted physical touch oh for sure it's all sexual there's no such well, thing not as only that like but a- think think about it t Graham. yes it is mostly sexual okay but on top of that it's a double layer dude it's a triple decker double it's only sexual people <laughs> yes. are not giving hugs they're not giving right. handshakes yep and they're only having physical touch during sex yep can Which makes imagine? them even more addicted to sex than exactly. ever. And could you imagine the mental toll that would have on you? Ugh. Well, dude, I was not a hugger for years until I went, started going to this new church, bro. Now I'm hugging right. everybody. I know, man. Dude, I cry daily, bro. <laughs> and I'm just now getting to the point where I stop being uh, upset about Dude, it. I wish, man. I wish I had a soundboard where I could just clip my friends and what they say. <laughs> And the way they say it. And now that we're recording, maybe this can be actually a reality. Dude. I want, I want, I cry daily as a button that I can just push <laughs> at any point. Dude, we'll get there, bro. We'll get there. I cry it, dude, it daily. Is, it is crazy, dude. It is crazy on how much, and I won't say happy, but how much more joyful I am, dude. Yeah. That I have a community. Yeah. And people that I like to spend time with like get yeah. invited to can invite and who are open and honest it's crazy the difference it makes dude mm. can't wait to find mine <laughs> so you you keep saying that individual and i would definitely disagree you don't have to find an individual that's that's just one of many relationships that you will have yeah well <clears throat> there's a there's a uh pretty fun pastor that I speak to quite a bit. Uh, and he talks about there being two different kinds of relationships. Um, and you can really put all relationships into two categories. Uh, he says that all relationships are either transactional uh, or covenantal. Transactional relationships are ones that are the kinds of relationships that you have between you and another business for example and we kind of yeah we kind of talked about this in the money episode i believe yeah yep we did yeah we did yeah and then he says that the transactional relationships are still required for us to operate but the idea is that the money always comes first and you're looking Ah. for the best deal and you're trying to just see what you can get out of people and it doesn't necessarily have to be money it could be other aspects of a relationship that you're trying to get out of right okay but then covenantial relationships are exactly the opposite you are first putting the relationship before any monetary or resource otherwise value. 
Okay. So that the relationship is preserved. Okay. And so people are easily fooled into transactional relationships by the guise of covenantal relationships. You know, if, well, a great example of that are, are scammers, you know, yeah. if you listen to scam calls and see how they treat elderly people, it's always so covenantal. Oh, I care about you. Oh, I'm like your grandson. Oh, please help me. I'm really, you know, I'm really, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm in trouble. I need money, you know, and the elderly are, oh, this is a covenantal relationship. I should give away my funds mm. and my time and my money. Yeah. So that I can keep this person going and I can do something good for them and that we can have a good relationship. Um, well, obviously that's not the case. The whole reason that person's scamming the elderly person is because A, they're mentally not able to differentiate between a transactional and covenantal relationship in the moment. Yep. And they take everything at face value. But B, for them, it's all transitional or transactional. Mm -hmm. It's all about how quickly can I get money out of this situation uh, where do I send it? How do I get it out of it? That's the only thing that they're thinking about. And, uh, there's good, there's holy, righteous, transactional relationships out there that we can have with people, but it's the covenantial ones that we're all yearning for, okay. that we require. And those are the ones that I think you're speaking about today. Now, with that being said, how does... <clears throat> so so the, the podcast topic is how are... Why is it that weird people are cool? I feel like we've figured out the cool portion a little bit through how we've spoken so far okay. and how we're so dependent on being uh, liked. attracted to or yeah. liked by the, the reason that the reason that whole that whole thing exists is because we're built that way. Why is it that? I guess in your opinion, why is it that weird people are the ones that we first gravitate towards? Bro, think about this, and we're gonna we're gonna dive into this full steam. So I want some stories, I want some clips, some insight into your life and mine. Okay. Think about how our relationship started. Any relationship. Uh do you actually know how to start a relationship? I think we know steps to take that could help induce one, but you don't really know if this person is going to be your friend. Now, I'll tell you this, dude, especially as uh, a self-proclaimed introvert, INTP, uh, Sixteen, <laughs> shout out to 16 personalities. Um, dude, I stink and prepare, dude. I prepare to leave the home. And especially if it's like to meet people, if I'm obligated to do so, like for not not using obligation as a, a negative term, but like a positive one, yeah, dude, I turn up the the max power, right, and I get that woo going, dude, <laughs> and it is full on stinking. Find the people. Now I didn't always have this. Okay, I probably always had woo because I definitely noticed people liked me. Yeah, like my teachers loved me, and. Uh, People would be around me, which at the time I did not like. I've got a little story <laughs> for that. But dude, just think about it. Maybe it wasn't for you, but no, it was for you for sure. <laughs> Bro, the awkwardness, especially as a kid. Holy cow, dude, the cringe. And yeah. just like, remember, remember like going to like a new kid's camp or something uh -huh. growing up? 
like uh-huh. child care, like even church. There's yeah. new kids. No one stinking knows each other. Right. Okay. And right. You know who was the, like the cool ones? They were the weird ones, but confident. And I'm not confident talking about, ones. I'm yeah. not talking about weird, weird. You know, like sitting in the corner and like banging their head against the wall or anything. <laughs> there are not, there are certainly like yeah defective weird. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 for sure. But like, even the confident ones that weren't weird, <laughs> those people were just arrogant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm talking about the confident yeah. weird ones, like the people who are like, "Dude, there's this guy." Shout out! I shouldn't say his name. I'm gonna say it anyway. Just the first name. Shout out to Ryan, dude. This guy, he was cool and a little bit weird. I went to school school with him, dude. I think he's getting his PhD in some engineering or something. I know he for sure finished his masters. This guy okay. is a semi-pro snowboarder, dude. 4.0 student. Super chill. Falls asleep in class. Super nice. Hard worker. Mm. He's, the, he's the entire thing. And I'm like... The entire package. He, dude. It's people like this that we are drawn to. Okay. But, but, but I want to... Go ahead. Well, and okay, so because I don't want to, I don't want us to say, it's, okay, we we've talked about our dependency on relationships, or yeah, on relationships that we need them. We've right. talked about the importance of relationships. I want to, dude, I want to get into the nitty gritty. How do we even start these things, and what are the stories, dude? <laughs> what are some of your experiences growing up that oh, you're like, man. this relationship is going down? <laughs> I will start real quick. I know I just asked you, but I'll start. Real okay, real wait, wait, wait. Actually, now's a really good time to send Stereo away. Oh, so, man, dude. We got to send them their little pod racer and go. So thanks, everyone, from Stereo listening. We'll uh, have this episode up in a week. You'll get to hear some cool stories about what we experienced, it sounds like, as kids or else, else or when we were adults, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> dude, it is going but, where it goes. Thanks for listening and uh, follow us on Spotify, Spaceline Podcast, uh, Apple Music. Uh, we're, 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 we're live on practically everywhere that yep. has uh, podcasts. If you're on our stereo now or if you're listening in the past or in the future, uh, take a look at the other episodes that we have if you want to listen to some more content. But please go ahead and give us a follow on Spotify. It'd be a big deal to both of us here. So thanks again, and we will see you guys next time. See you in a week. Goodbye, stereo. All right, dude. Here's my quick story here. This is like one of the first almost friendships I ever had. I'm sitting there in middle school, dude. Almost friendships? Like this almost happened but never did? Yeah. I'm sitting in middle school, dude. I'm doing my thing. I'm a a homeschooled kid, so I'm leaving in the middle of the afternoon. I'm going to my locker. You're going to school for like half days. I'm going to school for like three classes, bro. <laughs> bro, you're so weird, dog. That's crazy. <laughs> so I'm getting my books out of this locker, which I will uh-huh. say I didn't want the locker because you know uh-huh. why? I didn't want the locker because I didn't know the combo. Yeah, I forget the combo. <laughs> then I'd have to ask for help, which means I would have to talk to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, okay. I, bro, there's this other uh-huh. girl in my class. Ooh. And she is the only other person. Well, I was pretty good at art for seventh grade. Yeah. Well, I probably well, maybe it was seventh grade, sixth sixth grade. Like I look back now, not great, but I was good for right. that classroom. 
she right. was also pretty good for that classroom. So everyone right. put us together as the good team and the other people are not the good team. Okay, so any group projects, we were on the same squad and people want to work yeah. with us. So that yeah, made yeah, us yeah. cool and whatever. Dude, she stinking came up to my locker, bro, while I'm trying to leave. And I'm, you know, I'm stinking riding my bike home in the rain, whatever. Right after it. I okay. did not look at her, bro. I stared at my locker and said nothing, and I could uh, not open it, dude. Uh, you just, <laughs> just stood there? And I walked away. I left everything in the locker, dude. And I had homework to do, bro. I left it in the locker. <laughs> I still didn't do the homework, bro, because I couldn't open the locker. And this girl was oh asking gosh. me if her mom could give me a ride home. Why? Just being nice. Oh, my gosh. I, dude. In later bro, on the, aspect dude, of the, the aspect of homeschooling adds just a huge element to all of this, by the way. Oh, you my, know, bro. Because you don't know how to act. You dude, really don't. I don't know whatever happened to her, dude. I, Home for years, I felt so guilty, dude. Bro, your wife is going to hear about this, man. It's just a little gonna, kid, dude. We were both little kids, bro. <laughs> I know, but like, this could have been something, you know? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> this could have been how you met. Different plans. But that was like my first, well, specifically probably ever, first interaction with a girl. And dude, I I did not. <laughs> That's also her. a I problem. look at her, bro. And I felt guilty about that for years. You felt guilty about that? Dude. I would have felt great. I would have been like, <laughs> I got out. I'm good. I made it. I made it out the other side. I didn't do anything stupid. Anyway, dude, talk about awkward. So let's hear some of your stories. Were you always uh, this happy-go-lucky and uh, stinking oh, speaking to man. the nations? I don't even know. Awkward relationships? It doesn't have to be awkward relationship, but like, just remember, go back and like, trying to make a friend, you know? Because you had to. You can't have okay, just magically yeah. turn into an extrovert in the last two years. Okay, so here's what I will say. So so my experience growing up was way way different than, than a lot of people's. My, my dad was a pastor initially, and so I was at a very young age already sort of put in this environment where I was hanging out with adults, and okay. I, had, I was like, I was trying to uh, mimic my dad in a lot of ways on how he was friendly with them. Uh, I would I mimic my dad and how he prayed. So I'd have these like super powerful prayers. <laughs> I don't even remember. Like I don't remember any. Super of it, powerful but. sounding or super powerful. I, I, apparently, I got into it. I don't remember a lot of my childhood, which is kind of weird to think okay. about because there's a lot. There's a lot that's missing from my childhood in my memory. So I'll watch old videos of me as a kid. I'm like, I don't even remember that. But that's wow. that's cool. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the first memories i have of trying to set up relationships i did go to elementary school and i got bullied right away so the first person that i met was another you got guy bopped, dude well i i did so i i, I well I, I figured out my mistake so quickly i was smart that was the biggest thing i was like relationally smart i figured mm. out things pretty quickly so i made a friend with a person who had the same name as me just because we had the same name and i remember that being the first relationship ever it's like what's your name oh my name's this oh okay well that's my name too I guess we're friends now. Like that's Dude, essentially that's, bro, how it happened. That's like the how kids think, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like the best. I was. I guess we're joined to the hip, and I and I remember that that first relationship being so special to me. Mm. Uh, he he was he was with me through thick and thin. We 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 did a lot together, and eventually he dropped me like I was hot because I because I 
because I ended up becoming homeschooled and it was weird. Wow. So he just dropped me, and I I remember feeling that dude, and that was that was pretty painful. So, but so then him and I got bullied, and by by these there was two groups of kids uh, that there was. I'll, I'll just say the names now, and hopefully they can remember and they can, we can laugh about it too. Uh, there was Coleman's group and AJ's group. And okay. Coleman, Coleman, he he was like this this pretty built, relatively just big white dude, and he had he was you know all the girls liked him, and he had this whole like following of people. Okay, uh, and he was like a he would be like what you consider to be the star quarterback or like a future star quarterback, you know, of the middle school or whatever. And then AJ, he was a bit shorter. He was black and he was extremely athletic. So like all of the athletes, runners, football players, soccer players, they all like squatted up with, with him. And those two groups of people, they had mutual respect for one another. Okay. But then they bullied my squad. Well, I, what was your squad? Dude, my squad was all the weird people. So, oh! so, so, so I was getting bullied, and I was super, you know, individualistic in it. And then I oh, learned man. I was, I was, well, hey, we need to set up our own squad. You know, AJ's got a squad, Coleman's got a squad. Yeah, I need to set up my own. And the crazy thing was, dude, I had an in. Dude, I was so sneaky even as a kid with relationships. Oh. I, I figured it out because there was a girl. There were two girls that were really popular that lived on my street. Like they were the most popular girls in the elementary school. And they both lived on my street, and so I knew I had a way in. Okay. So I would go and pretend to hang out with her, uh, their older brothers, but then I would hang out with those two girls instead. And I started, like, planting information about AJ and Coleman. Oh! That, <laughs> that was uh, not good. <laughs> Man, dude. And then I got all of the nerds and, and stupid-looking people, except for a few of them because I didn't like them. And <laughs> I got them as a squad, and I like reached out to him, was super friendly, yep. and used used the relationship transactionally, yeah, so that I created my own squad, and so then my squad was like the third, the third squad, and that wow. included uh, this kid named Adam. Uh, this uh, man, I, I'm forgetting a lot of the other names, but it was me, me, Adam, and Caleb were kind of like the head of our squad, and so, anyways. <clears throat> Uh, we would all like go to war with each other because we were initially bullied, but now you know Caleb's kind of cool because he could put together a whole group of guys that would follow him around. Wow, and that's what I did, dude. and so we would like play sports against each other. We would beat each other up. Uh, we would. I feel really bad for this, but I'd be started becoming a bully because yeah, Coleman's group and AJ's group they were bullies, and so I was okay. I guess I got to be a bully then, and so my my group joined in their group of bullying other kids. And we got in trouble for that. One time, we like destroyed the bathroom. We were just like peeing everywhere, <laughs> took out the rings, and yeah, it was it was and the funny story behind that was the the janitor had taken us all out into the hallway, and he was berating us yep. for for one of a bad job we did. And then the school intern lady was going around taking pictures for the yearbook and she thought that this was like a cute moment with all the boys in the in the hallway yeah and we all have these terrible faces on us because we're getting you know reprimanded for peeing everywhere in the bathroom yep. <laughs> and and she takes a photo and then runs off and it turns out that that photo gets into the yearbook i'll no never forget it way. and it was it was so legendary we're like oh yeah we did it so i kidding me Dude, I <laughs> dude, that's so legendary and terrible at the same time. So, no, way. yeah, 
I don't know what just happened, but my uh, audio stopped again, so you're gonna have to keep talking. Okay. So. Oh that, no, no, we're good. Nope, okay. nope. My audio's back. Okay, that was scary. But anyways, the point is, is <clears throat> the point is, is I, I got very relationally smart quick. Yeah. I learned that if I want to stay on top, I have to say certain words. Uh, in middle school, before yeah, I was homeschooled, dude, you and I are so alike, dude. The amount of time yeah. I spent manipulating once I got popular, specifically. So yes. you did it before. Yeah. And I did it after. Yeah. It's bro. The well, same I was thing I was sort of seeds, bro. Wow. Well, I was sort of forced to because I didn't because I didn't um because I I was trying to survive. I was either that or get bullied, and so I just decided that I'll just you know I'll just. I'll just bully instead of get bullied. And I, I, I said bad words. I, I don't, I'm not, a, I don't curse. Have you ever heard me curse? Not yet. I, I'm not going to. I, <laughs> but when I was in middle school, uh, yeah, I, I remember looking at this one kid. I'll never forget it. I, I just, I looked at this one kid and he like took my sweatshirt or whatever. And I just, I was just like, like, I just, I used a really bad expletive and I was just like, you man and i'll never forget that. like it haunts me still that man I said that. dude it's just wild that i even said that I, I couldn't believe it but i i was i was chasing popularity i was i was losing it in middle school and eventually because because in middle school you have to get a girl to like you if you if you're in middle school and a girl doesn't like you you're not popular that's just how it goes i don't know why that's the rules i don't know who made the rules up but that's essentially how it goes is if a girl likes you, then you're popular. If a girl doesn't like you, then you're not popular. Dude, how about, how about many girls like you? Does that mean you're really popular? Dude, I, well, yes, exactly. But mm. I didn't even have one. And so I remember. How do you know that? Because, dude, I was playing the popularity game. I wasn't, I wasn't going to middle school to go to middle school. I was going to middle school to get popular. Okay. Man, dude, so, I see. Okay. So you knew. <laughs> so I level. knew what the rules were. Yeah, I knew yeah. what the rules were. So, so I, I decided to. Well, I had to keep my head low, and I did for my freshman year. Although people knew that I was coming in freshman year from the elementary school, they're like, "Oh man, Caleb's here!" I'm like, "Heck yeah!" And I'm it here. did not turn out. <laughs> it didn't turn out for the for man. the first part. But okay. then my sophomore year, and this is the year that I get pulled to go homeschooling, right before I get pulled to be homeschooled for the first time, um, this girl likes me, and I'm so fired up. Because again, I'm thinking transactionally and not yeah, confidentially. Dude. Wow. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna date her and dump her as a joke. And that is how I'm gonna get popular. <laughs> dude, and God's like, No, you ain't <laughs> And he and he took me out of the public school Holy system like cow. a week before I was gonna date this girl and no. then dump her as a joke. Cause I thought she was ugly, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, that's brutal. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal, man. Man, bro. And this is before so, you were before you knew Christ, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Well, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I. I mean, I knew Christ. You just. But didn't I didn't know him. I. I didn't have a relationship. Yeah. Man. Or any sort of connection. Yeah. Um. And, and the crazy are, thing, you guys are really getting a glimpse at uh, at who we were before God really get yeah. really got a hold of us, and we just yeah. Remember. So this is these are some real stories, and man, I I have not heard these before. <laughs> well parts but not this this is crazy well the biggest issue with with chasing popularity in middle school as well is the depressive aspect that is seemingly associated with it i remember in middle school 
wearing long sleeves so that nobody could see my hands because I was embarrassed about like the tops of my hands for some reason. Hmm. Or I, I remember mom asking me all the time, hey, how was school today? Are you doing good? And I would always say yes, but I remember just in my heart going, oh, I wish I could just tell her what's actually happening in school. Man. I don't know what I'm doing and I feel like I'm floating. And and the another really good aspect of my, my life was my, my parents really did install into me a, a good moral compass. So while I was doing all of these things, I, I never... You knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong. Hmm. And... I was doing them, but I, but, but, but I, I knew, I knew that this was the. I never thought that I was doing the right thing. I just thought I was doing the thing that I needed to do to survive. And honestly, it's it's kind of true. I mean, if you look at the way that middle schools are set up now, it, it does se- sort of seem like there is a survival of the fittest type mentality when it mm. comes to the bullying versus the bulliers, and it Even depends on the size school. of. Yeah. Well, Man, well. Dude. So, so to give you give you context here, I was already hanging out with people in middle school who were getting drunk. Um, we knew at, at, again middle school, so yeah. we were they would get into their parents' you know liquor cabinets, yep. and then they would go and get drunk. All the guys that I was hanging out with in middle school and high school, uh, elementary school, most of them became drug dealers because wow. we all sort of figured out how to manipulate, right? Yep. Yep. Um, uh, we knew girls in middle school who would pay. I'm just, yeah, it's, it's horrible. But we, but guys would, middle school kids would pay middle school girls to get naked in front of them in middle school. That's crazy, dude. I, yeah, I never did any of it because again, that moral compass like kept me away from it. But it was losing pop. I was losing popularity quick because I wasn't. I wasn't doing these things. I wasn't showing up after school and getting drugs. Or not Man, drugs, dude. but like beer, and I yep. wasn't interested in seeing these girls naked. Although, I mean, obviously I was, but yep. I, I knew that it was wrong. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so there's 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 those aspects. I was pretty good at sports; that made me pretty popular. I liked playing basketball. Um, you still do? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was a pretty good looking kid in middle school, mm-hmm. so that that kind of helped. Um, yeah, so there's just there's a lot of aspects to relationships that are so transactional as opposed to covenantial. And I don't know besides your but even your parents, I mean, if you really want to, you can treat them as a transactional relationship mm-hmm. when you're that young. Well, I'm just gonna get something out of you and then be done with you, right? And it breaks the parents' heart, but but they do it because in their mind it is a covenantial relationship. Man, even dude, though that's wild. even in middle school you're using it as a transactional you know, whatever. So the weird kids are the ones who are, who are confident, you know, they're, they're the ones that can say, I can do whatever I want. I'm not, I don't have to be popular. I'm not following your rules, blah, blah, yep. blah. I, I, I do whatever I want. And, 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 and what I want is, is weird and I don't care. And so it was, you know, some of the, the computer nerds, those were always kind of the fun guys to hang out with sometimes, especially the confident ones. Cause they're like, yeah, uh, the, the new Mac is freaking sweet. Dude, I, <laughs> man. That's where I made some of my friends was sinking com- computer class, dude. Remember? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, computer this, class was like, the funnest part, dude. Yeah. Bro, there's like I remember when they first started getting Mac computers at the middle school. Uh. Or was it? The, yeah, I can't remember. No, it was the middle school, and I was like, "What is this, dude?" It was like a white blob. Oh like, my! It was like a, a big box, dude. Yeah. And uh, and that's like literally I learned how to use a computer at stinking middle school, bro. 
Uh, it was crazy, dude. Yeah. Man, talk about a blast from the past, dude. Well, it's just wild to think about how your first relationships start. I mean, you're so young and you don't really know what's going on, uh, but you're kind of forced to be social with people. And, and if you look at your siblings, for example, like my siblings, Brianna, she is not as good as making initial relationships as Hannah is. Hannah is a little stinking mastermind. She, yeah, dude, she is. She knows how to manipulate relationships. It's so young. It's so wild. But Bree, she she she's just very insecure. But it was really funny. I I went to visit the house the other day, and she's like, "Hey, Caleb, guess what? Uh, you know, uh, in in my CC group, there was like a subgroup of kids that put together like a little chat for for them to talk to each other. Yeah, I got invited, and there was only four kids that got invited out of like the sixteen that were there. She she goes, "I'm popular. Are you proud of me?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm proud." Dude, <laughs> Brianna, she is so sweet, dude. Yes, I yes. really like her, and she's always, she's always kind of around, you know. Yep, yep. Seeing what's she, up, but she's, it, she, but she'll say stuff like she'll say hi to you, and then you just say something back, and she just gets that big toothy grin, dude. <laughs> and she's like, "Day made, this is my new best friend, <laughs> dude." I'm telling you, bro, she is dope. I know she's a lot of fun. Holy man. cow, bro! All your siblings are so cool, and unique, man. What up? You guys you guys will have to uh, meet T Graham and I at some point. Um, but there Say it again. I said uh, everyone listening will have to meet us at some point. Yeah. If you ever yeah. get the opportunity to meet uh, T Graham and then you meet his siblings, it is crazy. Like they're all they're all similar. I feel like they're all in the same category, but they're like totally different. They're, we're all specialized in some, yeah. some aspects, yeah, for sure. which is very weird. We're all extroverted. We're all people, social. You know, we, we really didn't have a chance. Both of our parents are, are extremely well. Dude, your well, parents, bro. <laughs> okay, so shout out to T-Graham's mom. Thought she was pretty weird. Not really a fan. But she's, but she's cool now. <laughs> but not really, not really a fan. So I'm going to tell another story. So, me and my little siblings were growing up. These thinking weirdos, uh, T. Graham and his sister moved to the two streets over. Yep, yep. And we were forced to hang out with them. I don't know why. We went over to their house. Well, his yeah. sister got stung by a bee, and it was stinking Armageddon. <laughs> okay? Dude, we got stinking Marshall Lodd. Shut the bleep down, dude. All fun and games were done, dude, because his sister was over. That's and, it, man. That's dude, exactly all, how my and, parents are. I remembered I, did, I was not happy. Because <laughs> you're like, it's a bee. What, what, it what's was the a issue? bee in the middle of July. It was hot out, and I wanted to play in the stinking sprinklers. So that's how that relationship ended. <laughs> with so, my mom. With his mom. Okay, so I thought uh, she was not. I don't bad. remember that. So, anyway, years later, I'm in college. Yeah. Okay, with T. Graham. The new Star Wars movie is coming out. Okay, I wanted to go. Of course, T. Graham and I, being the I remember VR, this. Definitely did not plan for this. It was probably like a Friday, <laughs> Saturday night. It was opening. Oh, maybe it was Thursday night, probably. It was opening night. Yeah. Yeah. No stinking way. But we just stinking yeeted our buns to Des Moines. Who knows why? It's like 40 minutes away. I don't know. So I think the idea was that my mom bought tickets. Dude. And then she bought too many. 
And and she was on a mission, essentially. From the very beginning, she was on a mission. Bro. To make sure that we saw the new Star Wars movie. There was, I was like, there's no stinking way. It's the opening she, night. It's, there's it's no the way she can get tickets this late in the day. It was literally, I'm telling you, bro, and you already know the story. It was literally 45 minutes before the biggest movie of the century in my eyes. Yes. we get, Bro, the story continues. We get there. I got the ticket from T. Graham's mom, bro. T. Graham's brother and his brother's friend, which they're yeah. both cool. They're screwing around at the pop machines. It's, and it's crazy, too. So just for context, I'm in college. My brother's in high school, and my mom is the one that's pulling all this together. Dude. I don't know how <laughs> So she even thought that this I, was like I an no appropriate. Idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. So T. Graham's brother and his friend are screwing around at the pop machines, <laughs> acting like Willy Wonka, making some crazy flavor, okay, with uh-huh, uh-huh. high-tech stuff, throwing popcorn, this and that. <laughs> What's T-Gram's mom, mom yells here? at his brother, "Get your butt over here! It's time to go! Stop messing around!" And I <laughs> fell in love. Without <laughs> what? And she is my new mom, bro. It was, <laughs> and I was like, dude, this lady is a legend, dude. I could, she is, bro. She's and the I legend was like, of legends. What just happened? She just <laughs> shut down the shenanigans to go watch this movie that we shouldn't even be at <laughs> on opening night, dude. I it blew my mind. Uh, the, yeah, dude. There were like ten of us there. I couldn't believe it. She had the whole row. How? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> bro, her gift, man. Her gift is to Holy find the deals, cow. man. And ever and since, she's dude, so. And well, the thing is, is that yeah, she uses her extroversion to to get the deals. You know what I mean? Dude, she gets the deals. <laughs> She's always getting deals, and she knows how to be good, nice to people, and social to people. But she can also use that gift transactionally and get the deals, <laughs> which is <laughs> not <laughs> which is not a bad thing. Because and th- and that's dude, that's that's a that's a point that I wanted to bring up because everybody wants that relationship. We're all built that way to have a, a covenantial relationship. Hmm. You are able, easily able, to use that to your advantage and still use tra- use relationships transactionally. Man, dude, that's so, so uh, rough. It, and it's tough to not do sometimes, at least for me, because... Oh, it's tough for, for me, me too, yeah. Well, yeah, because I, I am an extrovert beyond a shadow of a doubt, and I legitimately need this time that we're even taking right now to talk to each other uh even art you know however artificially it may feel yeah with with people listening and everything you know we're still able essentially to i need it and so for so how how do you how do you i have learned that you can use people's innermost desires on how they're built no Mm -hmm. matter if they're introverted or extroverted to your advantage yeah. And 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 what I've learned is that this woo factor that you were talking about earlier yeah. comes naturally. It just comes out of you. Especially yeah. when you're this dependent on other people. So, how do we fix it? How do we change it? Well, what I've learned in my life is that um if I'm able to focus that energy on um if I'm able to focus that energy onto godly endeavors mm-hmm. if i'm able to give this gift that god has given me with people and focus it on 
making sure that he's the one being given glory to in the in 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 my interactions with people instead of myself it's actually more fulfilling it's Mm, more satisfying it's it's more real people are actually being taken care of they're not feeling like that they're being ignored blah 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 all all of that sort of goes all of that sort of goes uh all of the guilt of using relationships for your own personal benefit goes out the door when you realize that all you're doing is working for the lord anyways but when you start to use relationships for yourself that's when it becomes an issue. And how do you how do you use relationships for God? Well, you keep the focus on their needs, not yours. You 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 serve the way God served you. You have mercy on them the same way that God has mercy on yeah. you. You share the gospel with them. You yep. you speak truth. You don't speak your truth. You speak God's truth. Um, there's there's a lot of different aspects to that, but and there's a lot of learning that I've had to go through in order to sort of keep myself accountable. But I guess in general, what I'm saying is um, if you are good with the manipulation and if you understand that um, every person has this innermost desire to be wanted, needed, appreciated, mm-hmm. seen, someone to confess to, blah, 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 um, you, you can accomplish a lot. And, and a lot of people who are insecure and feel like they can't do anything, it's because they, they don't they don't either a they don't have it but 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 b they just think that they're the only ones they're the only mm-hmm. ones that have this thing inside of them that makes them care that makes them want so let's to be let's just unwrap that a little bit I, I think this is kind of where this is probably going yeah i think our lives is like our identity really like you say as we pursue christ like what does he say love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your yeah. mind yeah um, and then what does it say next? Like, love your neighbor as yourself. Is that correct? Yep. So what does it mean to love? If if the greatest commandment is to love the Lord, well, it's got to be in his nation, in his, uh, what is it? Not, not nation. Um, like, who is he, who he is, his identity. Yeah. And I love, I love this verse here. I really do. So I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 13. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, I think. I'm going to read the whole thing. I think we always start okay. we always start and end with love is patient, love is kind. That's usually, and no, love never fails. But let's read the whole thing. Right. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Mm. It does not rejoice about injustice but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It is always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. Mm. And we, we touched on a couple of the opposite of those points. One of them is it does not demand its own way. And I honestly believe that manipulation is like demanding our own way, but it in like mm-hmm. a hidden way. It's like mm-hmm. instead of telling someone you want something, you put it in the darkness, and you still, you know, you you get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, our relationships—if God is love, if He's truly love—then our relationships should be based on love, and, and that really goes into what you were saying with the covenantal relationships. 
Mm. They're not necessary. I mean, in in some ways, you you are gonna it's gonna be recipro- reciprocated. But like when it says, it keeps love keeps no record of being wronged. Mm. I think that also applies, and I don't want to add to God's word, but I think it also applies, keeps no record of what you've given. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone doesn't give you back, that's, a, I guess, a way of, you know, being wronged. But wow, dude. I mean, if we can follow this, and we can through the power of of Holy Spirit in our lives, like that's the only way with, with Christ, which is, again, another relationship. Yeah. I mean, talk about mind-blowing, dude. Just these mm-hmm. couple verses, absolutely. I mean, it hits every point. Injustice, never gives up, mm. always believes, mm. endures all circumstances, is mm. patient. It's not It's not jealous. You know, going back to your story, you were jealous of the popular kids, so you made a way, and you were yeah. proud of it. Yep. I mean, we and we and, and, wow. And, and, yeah, to even expand on that, we we rejoiced about injustice, right? Yeah, we did. We, we laughed in the face of people getting bopped. Yep. We, um, yeah, it was lying, it's, it's manipulating behind the scenes. I mean, it felt dude, it felt good when organizations crumbled that I was a part of behind the scenes. Like I felt yeah. proud of that, dude. Well, and Crazy. what else? I mean, and and we see. I mean, it we. It, this world hasn't changed. We're, we still act the same way we were acting when we were in freaking middle school. We just are big adults now with more tactical ways of doing it. And by Unless, by we, you mean the world, right? Yeah, the world. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that was my statement that I was just about to make. Unless we we rely on the Spirit of God to actually change us. And... We're called to be reflections of the light. Mm, we yeah. this so we know that God is love. We know that God is light, and we're called to be reflections of it. So, one one thing I'll add is, you know, ah man, there's there's so many different ways I can go to through this, but I have a friend of mine who's super into the Old Testament, and it's not necessarily a problem. It's not a problem at all, but. Because he's so into the Old Testament, sometimes the things that he can say can come off as a bit um, demanding or criticizing or even as if he's missing the point of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Because if you're so invested in the Old Testament, you're not actually able to see what your um, you're not able to see what the redemptive quality was uh, in, I guess, in God's in God's ma- master plan here. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing that I am noticing about him being so invested into the Old Testament, and that is that he is acutely attuned to his punishments for sin. He understands fully what the punishments for sin are and what he's actually been saved from. Wow. And while we can look at the way that he lives his life and specifically with i mean the guy does some pretty weird things in the eyes of the world you know mm-hmm. he well for starters he doesn't do anything to do with santa claus or he doesn't like the idea of christmas or of any really major holiday that christians celebrate because in his opinion it's been replaced by pagan heretical 
ideologies or that's at least where they came from and so in his okay. mind he's going why, why would we even you know work on that so it seems very legalistic right mm-hmm. well and and if you continue and if you ask him you know about different policies and topics and the way that he kind of lives his life you're like man this this is pretty intense like why why are you living this way this is you know you have freedom in christ you know you, you can eat pork it's okay you know yep. uh but he but he won't do it and and so you uh well, I'm not really sure about the last one, actually, but I'm assuming that that's one thing that he doesn't do if he's doing all of these other things. And so, um, so, so it kind of annoys some of my other friends because, or other people that I know, because they they're they're frustrated with this idea that it seems like he is trying to live a life that's based off of laws, which is the whole Old Testament trying to get away from. At least on the face, that's what it looks like, mm-hmm. according to Paul. Um, but when I speak with him, like I've said, he, he's so tuned, aware of what he's truly been forgiven of because he mm. knows the Old Testament law. He yeah. knows that the things that he has done and the things that I have done and the things that you have done deserve physical death. If you were caught doing the things that you did, Zach, or sorry, mobile, we gotta, we're going to have to go back through these eventually and scrub all those errors out <laughs> if, if 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 he if 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 we were living by the old testament law and there were two or three witnesses to the most evil acts that you have committed you would have been stoned and killed physically there was no amount of sacrifice that was able to cover the sins that we've committed especially in this age especially with what's running around yeah so how does god prescribe for us to receive this mercy in his opinion well the reason i share about this man in particular is because i'll I'll finish that thought first the reason i share about him is because it's inspiring to see a man who is so convicted about his punishments that he does deserve and then to have that further motivate him closer and closer to God in every random little aspect in his life which is what I believe is is a reason if not the reason why the Old Testament still is even in the Bible is to show us what the Old Testament law was how we violated it and what our punishments really were you you failed the law the law has not kept you from sinning and you have violated that law and now you're guilty. Yep. So with that being said, in my life and in his, but but in my life there's then this pursuit of mercy. God have mercy. Mm. I I can't I can't survive without this mercy. Yeah. If you don't love me, if you don't have mercy on me, if 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 you if you don't, I'm screwed. I'm gone. I'm dead. I have no hope other than the fact that you still love me regardless of the mm-hmm. sins. And, and, that, and that I believe that because of Jesus' sacrifice, you have wiped all of the sins that I've committed from memory. Amen. And I have, well, how does, how does God say that we receive that mercy? Well, well, well obviously, there's, there's the practical, you know, you know, asking God to start being Lord of your life, yep. committing yourself to the Lord, uh, don't kill anybody, don't steal, get baptized. There's like things that we can do, mm-hmm. right? Yep. But there's one particular verse. I'm going to look it up right now because I don't want to misquote it. Uh, two, I'll just three. continue then. 
I, I love how we're we're talking about Christ, and that's actually kind of ultimately where you know the story of God goes is, is it goes to Christ. It's all pointing to Christ, and He, Jesus of Nazareth, was was and is the coolest, weirdest person. Have yeah. You, have you seen <laughs> The Chosen? I just started watching it. Oh no, I, I haven't, but I haven't. Dude, but I again, I'm crying every lunch hour at work. I'm uh. crying. <laughs> it is amazing. Just mm. you see Jesus, and you know he's fully God. You know it, but I don't think we recognize that he is also fully man. Yeah. And you walk through his story at the beginning, where he's you know choosing the the disciples, and yeah. you see his pain as he watches people suffer. And it's mm. and he he's like, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the great redeemer and the great healer. And he he just loves, and it is mind blowing, dude. And and and, and that's wow. the only thing that's uh, that's what we hold on to. I mean, that's yeah. our confidence. That's our hope. Yep. If it's not that, what is it? There there can't be anything else. There's, Think about it for a second. If nothing. God. If he wasn't, if he wasn't that merciful, if he wasn't that now, now, now again, the question then becomes, God, I mean, every morning I need new mercies, like a a, a stupid amount of mercy, not yes. not tons, dude. You don't think you don't if you don't think that on even on a daily basis, you you are still in need of more mercies. Then then you're you're woefully misunderstanding the scriptures, at, le at least if you're Christian, which I'm assuming you're at at this point, because I don't know why. You wouldn't be Christian and still listening, but if you hey, are, I mean, hey, there's, there's I'm glad you're listening right now that they don't know the but, Lord yet. So, yeah, Matthew chapter five, the beatitudes are listed, and one of the beatitudes are this: "Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy." So, in our relationships with other people, in the way that we interact with the ones that are around us. If we want God to be the one to give us this mercy that we're so reliant on, we must also do the same to everyone around mm -hmm. us. Yeah. How does how I I love it. I love it how it's like okay. The question is treat others the way you want to be treated. Okay? Okay. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind is treat others the way that I want to be treated by others. But in reality, who is the one that I care about the most treating me a certain way? Well, clearly it's God. Mm -hmm. Because if God decides not to treat me in the way that he promised, I'm screwed. Yeah. So, the way that maybe we can think about it instead is say something along these lines. Say, Treat others the way you want God to treat you. <laughs> wow. I would like God to treat me with love Man, and with dude, patience and with kindness yep. and with mercy. Yes. So that's how I'm going to treat keep others. record of my wrongs. Do you, do you want wow. God to have a covenantal relationship with you or a transactional relationship with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because at the end of the day, he's getting worship out of you, right? Yeah, he is. So you think that you think that uh, you want God to treat you 
as if it's transactional, <laughs> we are gonna be broke. Fast. Not even. <laughs> Do you want to be treated? As a transactional relationship with God, do you want to have a transactional relation? Do, do you want God to to essentially go, all right, man, it's time for you to pay up. By I'm no giving means. you this. You you give me this. You yeah, know, dude. or do you want God to treat you as a covenantal relationship? Well, if that's the case, reflect it. Show that yeah. to other people. Don't have too many transactional relationships. You can have a transactional rate relationship with your car mechanic, or with the people. Uh, at the grocery store or with maybe your boss you're just going well even then though god says to work as if you're working for him yeah so there's 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 these applications where even when we find ourselves within transactional relationships to even in those situations show mercy man and um even even in the face of being able to obtain more let that go pay the price of a of a covenantal relationship and who knows the person that you just randomly read that this day might end up being the newest child of god mm-hmm. <laughs> just by the way that you treat them by the way that you, know, you reflect christ you know, i was just thinking about that and we're gonna wrap up here shortly i want to look at people and i've been encouraging others to do the same as a future child of god yeah and if you th- think about people in that way they're so much more valuable yeah because you're like dude the lord of heaven and earth the great i am is on a mission to be in a relationship with that person wow they are pursuing them which means and i'm going to believe it that they are going to be a future child of god so yeah in, yeah. Just think about this. And I've, I've thought about this more and more. Do you love kids that you have not yet adopted, but you're pursuing, right? Now, I know n- neither one of us have, has started like an adoption process, but I can only imagine these future parents pursuing their future mm. kids. You know they already love them. And could you imagine if they heard anything negative about their future child that they're trying to adopt, that was, yeah, that was negative or whatever. Right. Why are you saying that? Do not say that. That is my future child. And that's how I want to look at people and go, Lord, I don't know if they're going to come into a relationship with you yet, but I'm going to pursue them as if they are your future kid. And I'm going to have faith that they are. Well, and imagine how sad it must feel for some of these adopted adopting parents to see their biological children let's say rejecting the adopted one mm-hmm. even though they're trying so hardly to have them integrated into a nice loving family you know god god didn't love me at my best he loved me at my worst mm-hmm. so the people around us that are absolutely awful um we need to be the weird ones we need to be the ones that love them through their crap yep and it is such a hard thing <laughs> to do yeah. It is not easy, but but the Christian life isn't easy. Yep. And and so that's just our calling, and that's what we're called to do. And if you ever consider, oh, I don't want to do it, or blah, 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 I don't, I don't feel like it, just remember that the Lord of heaven and earth had mercy enough on your soul to not let you experience physical death for the sins that you have committed. Mm-hmm. So let that inspire you, if nothing else. Let, let that inspire you, if nothing else. Um 
towards doing the plans that God has set before you. So, with that, I think we need to start turning this lamp off, bro. Dude, I'm turning it off this time because I think last time you turned it on, that has to <laughs> All right, man, you go for it. All right, dude, I'll see you on the other side of this black hole. All right, here we go.